queens working silence, trying to stop the violence, cause I'm killing my goals, here's my story. Just imagine how I'm living, only fresh and authentic, never shaking the twisted, I'm going off the specifics, moving with high intentions and exercising my mission, blending purpose with vision, now take a sip and just listen, uh. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade, an original podcast by the Skinny Black Girls Code. My name is Whitney B, and I am your host, and today we're going to talk about how being a giver can catapult you to success. Hey y'all, today is February 20th, 2019, and I am on a roll. So a few episodes back, I talked about how 2019 should be the year of no, and I've really been trying to implement that these past couple of weeks. I realized that many of my yeses have been keeping me stuck in the same place because I was pouring from an empty cup. A really good friend of mine uh, recently recommended me a book called Give and Take, and it's by someone named Adam Grant. You should definitely check it out. And it's pretty much been my Bible to navigating boundaries lately. The book identifies that there are three types of people in life. You have takers, you have your givers, and then you have your matchers. So the takers are pretty much your people who like to receive more than they give. And they're all about self-preservation or self-survival. And then you have matchers who are people who are all about balance, right? Like they'll do something for you, but best believe you know that you're going to have to return a favor at some point in time. And then finally, you have your givers. And givers can go in two totally different directions. You see, givers can be the kind of person who give into everything, meaning that they'll become a doormat. They'll say yes to everything. They'll do everything. And regardless of how it makes them feel or how it negatively impacts them, they're going to give it to you anyway. But then you have successful givers. Now, successful givers, these are the people who know how to give to other people without draining their energy. They know how to build really great relationships and they know how to get what they want while also still being able to give to others. So when I read about that, I, I could have smacked somebody because these were the descriptions that I needed years ago. I was that giver. I wasn't the good giver. I was the giver that just gave, gave, gave away. And I was pretty much a doormat. So I never advocated for myself because I was always that kind of person that walked on eggshells because I never wanted someone else's perception of me to change. And I used to think that me asking for what I really wanted was something that was selfish. But what I really failed to realize is that by not advocating for myself, I was being the most selfish of all. So think about it. Matter of fact, I'll give y'all an example. So early on in my business career, for example, I took on a lot of projects from clients. So people would ask me to create a website, make a video, make a flyer, whatever. Like there were no boundaries because I'm like, oh, business, I got to do it. I got to do it right now. So a lot of time they would ask me for a quick turnaround for something. And I would be like, yes, I can do it. I can do it. You know, stand up all night doing whatever. And a lot of times this would delay the other things that I were working on because I would drop what I was doing to accommodate their requests. Now, um, this is a crazy situation. There was one client in particular that I had filmed a video for. So one thing led to another and I was way past my deadline that I gave her because I was working my butt off to try to please someone else. And I will never ever forget like the disappointment that she conveyed when she talked to me like uh, girl where's my project and um, I ended up having to give her a discount because um, she deserved it because I felt really bad and I wasn't on time. She had plans to do all kinds of stuff like she wanted to recommend me to other people and I really let her down into a big way and so um to kind of mend the relationship I, I kept it real with her so I told her that I wasn't being um intentional about not being on time and at 
the end of the day, at that point, I was just overwhelmed with a lot. I said yes to way too many things. And so she understood that. And to this day, we still do business together. And I think that's only because I was being very transparent with her. But in reality, that was a teachable moment for me. Um, you know, a lot of times I've always wanted to be superwoman and be there for everyone. But I had to learn that everyone else's emergency can always become my priority. When you try to give too much, it almost becomes a liability instead of an asset. Somewhere down the line, um, you someone's not going to get what you promised them and you have to recognize that your words have power now people will have faith in you they know that you'll deliver and you have to strive to do what you ask what they ask you to do and I thought by saying no it would change someone else's perception of me but imagine what the perception is like when you say yes to something and you can't follow through on your word when you don't do something for others that ultimately speaks louder than the temporary rejection of saying no so I believe people will really appreciate you better when you can say no I can't do it because that gives them an opportunity and you're not holding them up now one thing that I heard last year, this is something that really resonated with me. I went to a writing and publishing conference in Vegas, and this was how a speaker made certain decisions, especially in her business, right? I'll never forget when she said that when she's thinking about lowering her prices, giving discounts, or doing something for free, she thinks about her family, right? And if she charges less money, will it be fair to the people that she loves? For example, let's say you offer a service and one of your friends are like, oh, can you do this for me for free? Would it be fair if you did it to them for free and invest your time and energy with them when you can invest that time and energy to someone who's going to pay you that's going to give you the income to provide for your family? Now, there's a name for this, and I didn't know this, so I actually peeped that in the book that I referenced earlier, and it's called a relational account. Now, when you practice relationship accounts, you are or a relational account, you're looking to look beyond your own self-interest and begin to advocate for your why. Now, your why it might be your kids, it might be your boo, it might be your family, your education, your passion, whatever it is that you're attached to that's fueling you to keep going. You recognize that if you don't do your part, you're taking away from a bigger purpose. And I look at the definition of purpose, and purpose is so eloquently described as the intention to contribute to the well-being of others. In life, we have to push for our purpose, and we have to look beyond ourselves and our own doubts and fears about asking for what we want to get the result that advances a greater cause. For me, advocating for others to manifest self-interest, that's a whole mood for me. Like right now, for example, I'll give you a real-life example. So I look at me and my husband. My husband and I recently had a conversation about entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Um, years ago, he graciously supported me when he didn't have to, uh, when I wanted to leave my full-time job in 2015 to pursue becoming an entrepreneur. So he would watch me complain for months. I, I would be sick. I would be unhappy. I would complain. And it just wasn't a good situation. I was very unhappy. Now that I'm in a different place, um, I see him starting to experience some of the same things that I used to feel when I used to work for someone else. And when we had a conversation, our goal by the end of the year is to get to a place where he can quit his job and actually work with me and my business. Now, when we had that conversation, I was really overjoyed and I was also scared at the same time because the goal is requiring me to ascend to a, a level that I've, I've never been in. And when you have to level up, you have to leave old habits behind. I can't be the same type of giver that I've been in the past because now I can't afford to over accommodate other people. I have a husband to hire, <laughs> literally. And like, that's really my motivation right now. It's not a secret 
um, for me, if you've listened to other podcasts, it's, it's very, it's been very hard for me to advocate for myself. But when I see him going to work faithfully every day to a job that I know that's far from where I know he's capable of doing, especially in this creative space that I work in, my mind is in straight grind mode. When you can't do things for yourself, do for the people that you love. And my husband's self-interest matched mine because I used to beg him for years like, man, you need to quit. But that's where his realism met my optimism. Um, you know, I was way too optimistic about it and you know he's always like Whitney you need a plan so now that I'm here and now that I recognize that I have a responsibility to say no more because not accepting things that take me away from my goals makes me a better giver now one other thing that I've learned in the book is the concept of non-zero sum this is literally just another name for creating a win-win situation I realized because just because I asked more of something or say no it doesn't mean that I'm taking away from the other person being a little more assertive is the name of the game and I'm starting to see that communication is key you have to teach people how to treat you and it starts with being upfront with what you can and cannot do and what you will or will not accept and what you need to advocate for your purpose a few things that I've learned about being a better giver is the first watch out for takers now there are some people in this world who will want you to give until there's nothing left and it's really important to understand who's in genuine need of help versus someone who only has the intentions of, of really preserving their own self-interest. When you come across people like this, then that's when you have to switch hats and become a matcher, which is what I referenced before. So you got to let them know like, yeah, I'll do that for you. I'll help you, but this is what I need for you. So that way you can make sure that you're not being taken advantage of because when you're a matcher, it really sets the tone to the taker because it shows them that you have needs too and they just can't get what they ask for and not have to do something in return. Now, another thing that I've learned is to, spe is to really specialize in favors. Like, this is a big one. So, again, I used to try to be a superwoman and do everything. I was the Jane of all trades, but now I try to be really careful what I've helped others do. Um, there are certain things that I've decided that are not in my lane and I try to direct people to other people who can actually help them. Sometimes people will try to get you to help them with everything, but when you try to do everything, be all to everyone, that's how you burn out. So give only what makes you feel good and don't allow whatever that thing that someone asked you to do to take you out of your element. And finally, the biggest thing that I've learned is to ask for help, um, that's something that I've had to be really vulnerable about. Cause I'm vulnerable, rather. I don't really like asking people for help, but um, it is what it is. You have to allow other people to help you, and you have to allow them to play a role in your life. Because, for one, it really can show you the kind of person that they are based on how they respond to you. So, you know, if you ask someone for help, let's say you've helped someone all the time, and then all of a sudden you ask them for, for help, and then they're nowhere to be found. So that gives you a lot of indication about their character. So allow other people to help you just to see how they can help you and if they even do help you. Um, learning how to become a better giver can be very difficult, but always keep your why in front of you. Giving is, is really a part of life, and it's one of the ways that we grow as individuals and as a society to just be all the way real with you. Now, before I leave you today, I want to leave you with this quote from Janice Stanfield. She says, I cannot do all good that the world needs, but the world needs the good that I can do. So remember to give what you can when you can, but don't give against your own self-interest. We all have someone or something that we are pushing for. And with the right intention and mindset, being a giver doesn't mean that we have to finish last because working to create a win-win will always allow a giver to finish first.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Pink Lemonade. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Once again, my name is Whitney B, and I am your host. And if you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, and follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If today's episode resonated, please leave a review and hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Pink Lemonade Podcast. Until next time, peace.